0: It's another Baseball America podcast, and joining us today via Skype is Dom Smith, first baseman at Port St. Lucie in the High Class A Florida State League in the New York Mets organization. Dom, thanks so much for joining us today. Really appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you for having me, Dom.
0: Well, uh, first uh, first things first, uh, we'll start with the easy question, which is uh, kind of what's going right for you this year, Dom, because it's really been, especially lately, uh, you know, three months in a row where you've hit over 300 really seems like uh, what we wrote about you as an amateur—that you were one of the better pure hitters in that draft class. It looks like you've really settled in this year and started to have some real success as a professional, especially in a really tough hitting environment in the Florida State League. Uh, kind of what's what's changed? What's gone right for you this year?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I kind of started off slow um, my first month in April and. I had a, a couple of injuries that had me out for a couple of weeks. But when I came back, I, uh, I ran into another small slump. And, and I just sat down with, with my hitting coach, Joe Fuentes and our hitting coordinator, LJ. And, uh, really just talked about why I'm struggling. I was getting good get pictures to hit and we really just figured out why I was missing them. And, and, uh, uh, for the most part, I just fell down my leg kick and, um, Got my foot down early, and I didn't lunge as much as I uh, did as an amateur because you could get away with those things. So I uh, I settled down a lot of that stuff and, and really let my hands do the work and seen the ball longer. So that's why I have my uh, the success I do right now. Sounds
0: like a little bit more balanced approach to the plate when you when you talk about getting your foot down. Are you a little bit more balanced and kind of trusting your hands a little bit more?
1: Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it was. Um, earlier in the year when I struggled, I was getting my foot down late, so, um, when I was getting it down late, the only thing I could do to speed it up was really spin off a of ball, and I was fouling off a lot of good pitches, and, uh, my leg kick was super big, and, like you said, it was, a, it was a big balance issue where I was too far out in front of everything, Fastballs, I was too far out in front, breaking balls for sure, I was in front, so, um Instead of uh, lunging so far, we just made it more simple, uh, kind of straight up and straight down, and, and uh, it helps me see the ball better, recognize uh, breaking balls and, and be able to, to have my eyes and uh, hands do the ball longer. Yes, so you're, you're stiller, it taking. sounds like.
0: Your head, your head's stiller, a little less drifting, and like you said, you're not, you, you don't spin off like you were talking about before, huh?
1: Exactly, his back. Exactly. My head's way more still, and and my body doesn't drift, so I can uh, finally see the ball. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's it. That's, uh, that, that's kind of important. It's uh, it's amazing, though. Uh, you know, the Mets organization has such a track record lately, and has gotten so much uh, attention for the you know the pitching development. I don't think he works in y'all's system anymore, but I, I know uh, George Greer really well, uh, who had been a hitting coach in y'all's organization. Um, and you mentioned some of the guys, LJ uh, Lamar Johnson, your roving hitting instructor. Um, who are some of the guys yeah. who you've worked with over your years in the organization? Now, who've you mentioned a couple of those guys who really helped? I guess this year it's uh, what Joel Fuentes is your hitting coach. You said,
1: yeah.
0: So yeah. some of the Mets deserve um, some props for their for their hitting coaches too, not just the not just the pitching guys.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, we have a a lot of good hitting coaches in our system, and um, we have some younger ones who just been a few years out of pro baseball, like Valentino Pascucci, who was my head coach last year. and We also have uh, older guys who experience a lot more and who can really help you, especially uh, the younger guys who are just learning how to hit and learn approach and things of that sort. So uh, we have a mixture of, uh, of a really, really good coach and coach. Um, what Joe has done last year has been... Uh, amazing so far for the year and um the things he helped me with is uh it's really, really has done me well and and um, hopefully I can continue to do what I'm doing and and uh you know carry it on next year.
0: Now uh I guess in the last week or so uh you guys have had David right there uh on some of his major league rehab I mean, obviously, that's kind of uh, – you've probably been through that kind of thing before with rehab guys. Kadir was there earlier in the year, Darno, But David Wright, you know, he's Captain America. He's kind of the face of the franchise. Uh, What was that like having him as a teammate for a couple days? Just It sounds like most of the time when these rehab things happen, that one of the things the minor leaguers always take away is just how hard the big leaguers work. Is that something that kind of you guys were able to see up close and personal?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was amazing. I mean, seeing and playing with David Wright. When I went to the field, he was already there, already there working out, and and uh, and I go pretty early, so for him to be there before I went there, I was shocked. <laughs> and after the BP, I mean, he'll go in the weight room and he'll do his workout, his treatment for his back, and he'll work out even some more. And then when we go out for stretch he takes out fifteen minutes before the regular time, gets ready for the game. So, I mean, you're seeing that it Shows uh, how hard you get to work, especially for a guy like him who's had a, an amazing career. I mean, for him to still put in the type of work he puts in, he's putting in work like he's trying to get to the big leagues when he's already there and established. You know, so um, it also motivates me to to just want to work harder and. And it shows me what I have to do to really get there
0: yeah yeah that that, that is um, and that's his reputation over the years, but uh to hear that he's still grinding like that, and like you said, working that hard to to get back up there is uh it's impressive still to hear from, from afar, and I'm sure it's impressive to see um how, how, did you guys talk hitting at all, or is that the kind of thing where you right. is it when you're around a big league or like you speak you don't speak until you're spoken to is it that kind of is it that way around a rehabbing big league or like that?
1: David, yeah, are well, the, a really good guy. You can approach him about anything, whether it's about your swing or your defense or, or any questions that you have about the big leagues or the uh When he sees things about swing, he'll pull me to the side and, and tell me what I did wrong or uh, things of that sort. But, um, he hasn't, I mean, he's talked to me a couple times, so I'm guessing the other times he did talk to me. Obviously, I was doing something pretty good or right, I should say. And, uh, but him and Murphy can hire me. They're really, they're really a, a good guys, and they want to see us all be successful in the minor league. So they uh, they do help out when they do see something wrong.
0: And, and I have to imagine uh, last year your first full pro season. It's fun to be in pro ball. I mean, it's grind, all that kind of stuff, but. This year has to be a little bit more fun just being a Met with the energy around the organization, seeing a guy who you start off the year with his teammates and Michael Conforto going to the major leagues, knowing that it's kind of a tangible sign there of how close it is. and Just the overall – got to imagine the overall vibe of being a Met in 2015 is a great vibe right now. Is, 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 it, is it as fun as it looks from the outside?
1: Yeah, it's really exciting, especially uh, the minor league uh... – like you said, seeing uh, one of my friends, Michael Porno, uh, start off with me and now he's in a, in a big league. It's, it's really exciting. Um, it shows you how close you really are. And, and if you put in the right effort, then, uh, then, then it's very achievable and it's very possible. Uh, we have a young team right now, and mm-hmm. that's what's like the 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 way we're going. Probably like this is to really young, and we have some young prospects in the past uh that are playing well, so it looks like that's the route the Mets are making. And all these young guys who who made an impact in the uh, major leagues this year—I'm talking about the Bryant's, the Shorters, and, and then the Matt Duffy's—all these guys are really opening up the doors for a lot of young prospects who who are uh, having good years because uh, teams are looking internally now. So, I mean, I appreciate it everybody who's going out and playing well and playing well on the big face for sure, because it's helping me and a lot of young prospects out.
0: I love, uh, I love the, when you mentioned, mentioned names, there's a little West coast flavor to it there though. I mean, Bryant,
1: <laughs> Conforto
0: from yeah. Oregon, Matt Duffy at a photo, a Long yeah. Beach love. That's all right. I, I appreciate <laughs> the West coast uh, angle to it. That's, uh, <laughs>
1: th-
0: that's where we first, uh, found, heard about you, area codes and PG national and these kind yeah. of showcase, the showcase circuit and, Scouts kept saying, oh, I'm going out to SoCal. got to go see Dom Smith, uh, you know, this kind of thing. So um, I like that you got a little West Coast pride, it still sounds like. That hasn't gone away in two years <laughs> in the East Coast, huh? Uh,
1: hey. Yeah, I mean, I, I still, uh, I, still uh, I like the East Coast, too, So especially being a Met. So I still have to roll uh, with, with my West Coast guys, you know.
0: That's it. That's it. Hey, you know, I, I'm sure Ahmed Rosario is rolling with his guys, and guys from Latin America roll with their guys. So it's yeah. we're we're all allowed to have a little fun and be a little tribal from time to time. Um, I, exactly. Now, now I, I did want to transition a little bit to that amateur side. Um, you know, I just came from the weekend from uh, Under Armour game in Wrigley. Um, stadiums changed yeah. since you played in that game. Uh, that was what 2012, I guess it was when you played in Wrigley.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So the players, so the players we talked to up there, and they told the organizers too that the number one thing that they like about that event is the swag. You know, just the gear that you get at one of these events. Yeah. That yeah, when you look back at those kind of events, what do you remember most about those kind of showcases, and specifically that Under Armour event there at Wrigley Field? Yeah,
1: um, as far as for me, maybe in 2012, we'd be asking this question. I probably would have said uh, the gear. It was the latest gear and nobody has it so of course you are gonna be excited about the gear but looking back now, um four years later, um I really think the, the biggest memory I had was the first day I walked into Wrigley and, and seeing the the beautiful park the Wrigley Field and I mean so much history behind it and really just appreciating that and um, being able to play in that stadium as an amateur was a blessing for sure, and uh, it was a huge honor. So, just being able to be in that stadium was uh, was by far the best experience I uh, had in that game.
0: I mean, when when we when we hear about you know the showcase, so many times, baseball writers, scouts, people in the industry kind of talk about showcase culture. They kind of talk about it as a negative. I mean I guess when I when I'm defining showcase culture I mean that basically your like your summer ball kind of almost matters more than your high school team does that's kind of like the loose definition of it I mean when you're looking back at it I mean like that's that summer especially that summer after your junior year before your draft year you went like PG National you probably did area codes under Armour right. Jupiter you probably did the whole thing what was that what was that like what was it as you look back there had to be a lot of pressure did you feel the pressure at the time and I mean, you look back at it. You know, what were some of the? Um, well, let's let's talk about that for one one at a time. What, did you feel the pressure that summer? Like that, all the eyes, all those scouting eyes, or all that evaluation going on. Do you do you feel the pressure as a player when you're under that microscope?
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, I felt the pressure for sure, especially on the PG National. And, uh, when I went, it was a four day. It was a four day. Uh, it was a four day tournament. In uh, the first two days. 150 guys and the second two days it's a different 150 guys so um, knowing that you're competing with the top 300 players in the world um, at the amateur level at, in high school I should say um, yeah yeah, you feel, you feel a ton of pressure but um, what I learned was after the perfect game showcase and uh, the national showcase I played well and in the competition level, and I, and I play well against them, so I um, it kind of relaxed me and you know, relieved me, and uh, I was able to just enjoy the rest of my summer, because at the end of the day, the memories you make there are, are going to be priceless. Um, so, I mean, if I gave advice to kids who's doing it, I would just say, yeah, you'll have a little pressure, but try your best to just block it out and really just enjoy the process, because um, it's it's a really really uh, fun process.
0: That's that's cool. It's a little success early, just a little bit. It was able to kind of relax you a little bit, and then you were able to actually really enjoy it and kind of appreciate the best parts of it. Which it sounds like the best parts of it are playing with other great teammates, getting to know some cool guys from around the country, not just your area, but getting to and kind of getting to experience a little bit. It sounds like it does give you that taste of what pro Ball's is like, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. The, the uh, I mean, my whole summer. From my uh, from my junior college to my senior year, you gave me a taste of how pro ball is like with all the travel and I did, and obviously playing in the perfect game national showcase. On my team alone, we had uh, two or three Puerto Ricans, so I mean, you're playing with guys from all over the states, and then a couple guys from Puerto Rico, with uh, language barriers and different styles of play. I mean, it was really uh, fun to see how people from all types of places in the world play the game and um, that definitely did prepare me for pro ball.
0: Yeah, that's that's something that you you don't get in high school baseball. You're going to but in pro ball you're going <laughs> to have to learn to play with players of different cultures all over the world like you said. I mean, that's uh, that's something that you have to experience to experience. Basically, you can't you can't uh, yeah. imagine that what that's like until you go through it. Um Exactly. And, and you talked about advice kind of uh you know what were some of the like i guess practical things maybe that you picked up on i mean when you're traveling like that and, and i guess one of the things that defines that that summer is that you're on your own you know mom and dad they can come along but they really can't do stuff for you you kind of have to do it you gotta it's you kind of live it on your own like you are in pro ball to an extent right i mean what are some of the things that you learned there like i don't know if you learned did you pick up cooking on the road or at the showcases they take care of it for yourself
1: yeah, I mean, the cooking part, we didn't pick up on our own, but uh, for sure, what you did pick up with living with a teammate, and, and, uh, and I just learned how to live with other people. I'm sure uh, in high school, you live with your family, so you can kind of be comfortable around them and do what you want, but you live with a different player, especially sometimes you stay with players you don't even know. Um, you have to really uh, just learn how to bond and spell with other guys, and... Um, that definitely got, got me ready for pro ball It also just, like you said, the traveling and playing all the time. thats uh, that's definitely kind of got me ready too. But yeah, I mean, when you go these trips, you want to pack a light that's really hot. You don't need much, uh, clothes as far as, like, dressy, dressy clothes. You just want to pack a light from shorts and a nice t-shirt and, um And really, you should just go and focus on baseball and really relax because it's so hot. You don't want to be in the sun all day. It burns you out. So yep. you want to just really focus on baseball for the time being, which may be one week or two weeks or two days. So make okay. that just be your primary focus.
0: That's good advice, and I, I've told this to players over the years. One of my favorite uh stories is... uh back in the day when a dude showed up at team usa trials back when they used to be in arizona and the head of usa baseball told me that uh <laughs> i love the story he knew a guy was not going to have a good summer when the first day he rolled in and the first thing he did was unpack his clubs he brought his golf clubs for the summer
1: <laughs> oh my god <laughs> exactly <laughs>
0: you will not be surprised to learn that dude did not make the major leagues so that
1: <laughs>
0: that is not a surprise um so, how, how, wrap it up a couple of these. How different have the minors been from what you imagined? I mean, have they been? Has pro ball kind of been what you expected? Has there been a couple uh, pleasant or not so pleasant surprises? I mean, like, a, you know, how has pro ball measured up to kind of how you imagined it would be when you got drafted when you were in high school?
1: Yeah, um, I know I'm a ton of, uh, of minor league ball players. Uh, before I got drafted, uh, Rob Miller and I like Wookiee G. Max Fried and Anthony Ghost, Aaron Hicks was another guy in the business as well. But um, so around that time he used to just always tell me that a grind and uh you wake up early and you work out and you play baseball all day and it's hard and the competition level is always good and all these things and uh my senior year, yeah, I heard it over and over so I know it'll be a grind and tough, but I mean, pro ball is something that, uh, I don't care how many times you tell somebody, it, uh, you have to experience it on your own to really understand the meaning of it. So, um, it's nothing, nothing you can do can really, uh, prepare you for pro ball. I don't care all the travel baseball you can play and all the traveling you can do, but you really just can't prepare yourself for it. The only thing you can do is really just, Go into pro ball and and try to grind it out and play and you know, play hard every day and try to play your best best But it's not like any showcase or anything like that you can fully prepare you for it. It can prepare you a little bit, but nothing can prepare you to play uh, professional baseball.
0: Well, it sounds like you're you're starting to really you know get the hang of it. I mean, when you see a guy hitting over 300 in, the, in, that, in that league when uh and he keep it on keeping that going when usually people melt in that league <laughs> i'm i'm impressed by that from afar. uh what, to, one other thing i wanted to ask you on the field um if you were not a left-handed thrower what possession do you think you play if you threw right-handed cuz i just remember talking with your scouting director when you were drafted and he was throwing some pretty lofty grades on your defense um yeah, where where do you think you would play cuz i think he was one of the guys who said this guy's a shortstop playing first base um, I know you've had that a strong reputation for your defense. Um, where where would you play? Where Where do you wish you could try to play even as a left-handed thrower?
1: Yeah, if I was a right-handed, um, I would definitely try to play first stop. All right. But uh, if I didn't play short. I would definitely play third. So I take a lot of pride in my defense. Um, that's one thing that, uh, that you can control. I mean, in professional baseball, high school baseball, any baseball. You can't control what the umpire's call. You can't control after you hit the ball. You can't control those things. So those are out of your hands. But defense, you can't control that. And defense, never knows if it's So that's why I pride myself on defense. And I try to be the best defender I can be for my team and um, to help my team my win game. So that's why I take a lot of pride in my defense.
0: I mean, your arm arm's always, I know you pitched a little bit in high school, You're, you still feel like your arm's a weapon, you gotta work on that a little bit more in pro ball since you don't pitch on the side, to kind of arm care, that kind of stuff, because I mean, I, this guy was throwing some pretty big grades on your arm strength, too.
1: Yeah, my well, uh, well, arm is still uh, pretty, pretty good. Um, when you uh, start throwing every day in pro ball, kind of it kind of uh, isn't as fresh as you would like it to be, but... Uh as far as uh power, I still have the type of power in my arm that I did in high school, but it's probably not as fresh as I would like it to be right probably you every day day every day do a lot of things every day that we're not accustomed to do in high school
0: that's right <laughs> that's right but if you if uh but if if you guys had some long game, some long extra inning game. You're gonna go up to Phil Regan and say, "Hey, I got you. I'll be your Ike Davis. I'm gonna come out here and pitch for you." You still?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I tell, I tell Phil and and Louis really Throwhouse, my manager all the time. Uh, yeah, you know, we play in a long game. You don't want to wait for pitchers. I'm, uh, I'm, I want to be first in line. I want to get on there and throw a couple of innings. And they look at me like I'm crazy, and they <laughs> think, "Go sit down, go sit down. You're not throwing ever."
0: I, I, I love those and, uh, guys. I love those guys. Like the uh, the guy with the Phillies right now. I don't know if you read about him, uh, Adam Lowen. He was a two way player okay. in junior college at Chipola. He made the major leagues as a pitcher with the Orioles. Then he got hurt. He uh-huh. went back to the minor leagues. Became a first baseman. I think he got to the big leagues with the Blue Jays as a first baseman outfielder. Then went back to the minors. Started pitching again and made to the big leagues with the Phillies. Kind of what? a unique, yeah. Adam Lowen. Look at oh, that. A, that's
1: a... Uh, a, yeah, I'm definitely will. That's a That's a sweet story right
0: there. It's a good one. Now he's Canadian, so that throws a little extra wrench in it. They're a little he's Canadian <laughs> and left-handed, so he's got different flakiness okay. than you. He's got like kind of Canadian flakiness, but, I mean, <laughs> but he's he's a unique left-hander and a very very unique story. But one of those guys who's done both. A uh, couple couple goofy questions. That I'll let you go. Uh, what, what's the? I don't know if you'd say uh, something that you uh, was. What was the impulse buy when you when you got. Sign you got drafted. You got a good signing bonus. Uh, what's the one thing where you kind of treated yourself or someone in the family? Was there a was there a big was there something you'd been looking forward to getting that you were able to get when you when you uh, got drafted?
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I bought a, a house in Florida, so um, I was able to move my family out of the inner city in Los Angeles, and we uh, we moved to Florida actually. So that was the biggest thing I wanted to do, and focused on baseball and before my career so I'm really happy I was able to do that for my family
0: that's awesome that's, I mean, that's just tremendous I mean that's what everybody kind of dreams of doing right you dream of being a pro athlete you dream of being able to take care of your take care of your folks like that take care of your family That's that had to be that had to be an amazing feeling to walk in that house uh, with your family wasn't
1: it? yeah for sure it was uh, it was indescribable I mean the feeling I felt that day it was a lot of happiness and um I was really happy that I was able to do it for my mom, and because she uh, worked so hard, and she took care of me, and me. my parents, didn't want to live with me and just, I to be able They, uh, they tried to find a lot for me to get here, pay for a lot of tournaments, and um, did a lot for me, so, um, it was no, no other thing that I ever repay with but buying them this house, so, I mean, I felt really, really good, and they are extremely happy. I was able
0: to do that. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty sweet. Are you down there in the St. Lucie area? I went I went to high school down in Boca, just south of there, down in Palm Beach okay. County. So is that is that kind of the area you're in that Jupiter St. Lucie area?
1: Yeah, I'm in the St. Lucie area. It's about ten minutes away from traditionville
0: Good deal. No, that that's not bad. And uh is there some purchase that you made that you regret after the draft where you did something you're like and that. A twenty year old Dom looks back at eighteen year old Dom and thinks, What were you thinking?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um no, actually after my first year in getting drafted, besides the house and my uh cars I didn't really uh buy too much uh too much other things. But uh but now as I'm getting older a little bit, I start to purchase a little bit more. So um it's not really too many things I regret purchasing. Um, but that's good. I haven't really thought about it actually.
0: That's good though. But you're making, it, it sounds like, it sounds like you're, you're appreciating some, some different things as you're going along and learning some of that. I and mean, that's what the minors is also supposed to be about. I mean, you got you're learning to be on your, you gotta be <laughs> learn to be on your own and, and be smart with stuff. And, and it sounds like you've, you know, you've made that on, on the field and off the field as well. I mean, like I said, I'm just, I'm very encouraged just seeing, uh, you know, seeing the, the batting average come up and. Uh, last thing, I mean, I guess everyone always says the last thing to come in with a lot of hitters is power. I'm sure you get asked about this all the time. I saved it for last. But um, do you ever look at your home run turtle, total? Do you ever worry about that? Did you worry about it all last year? Uh, kind of how do you view that when people ask you about that or when fans ask you about that? I mean, um, you know, when do you kind of anticipate yourself being uh, more of a power hitter? Or do you think – are you pretty comfortable being a line drive, you know, the kind of guy that you've been so far as a professional?
1: Yeah, um I don't really let the power numbers uh really get to me playing in of in the Florida State League where we play in a ten Mile Stadiums and one minute it'll and the wind blowing out, next minute it would be cloudy and the wind blowing in. So it's uh, a lot of different variables that uh that this league has that you have to deal with and um I don't really let Home Montes really bother me. All I know is the leader in Home Month in this league only has twelve. So
0: right.
1: when you look at different leagues, when you look at different leagues, and you see guys having 30 home runs and twenty nine home runs and forty uh, home runs, then, it, then uh it kind of looks bad. But when you look at our home league and we have twelve. Uh, it really didn't uh, bother me as much when I uh, only have five. So um, if guys not only had twenty and thirty home runs, then I will worry. But um, I'm not really too worried about it. I mean, I have over thirty doubles, and probably more than half of them probably would have went out better in better hitting environment fields. I mean, I have a lot of ball on top of the wall, going blowing so That's it. It's, uh, it's frustrating, but at the same time. I still believe and make sure wherever I go, um, with in a fair hitting environment, the home run definitely went by. So well, I'm, higher, so.
0: well, I'll point it out because it's my job to point it out, not yours. But we'll leave it on this note that <laughs> like, you you mentioned context. The league leader has thirteen. You're hit. You're third in the league in batting. You're leading the league in RBIs. You're leading the league in doubles. You're fourth in the league in hits. You're third in the league in slugging. <laughs> you're tied for second in the league in total bases. So in that greater context, I think you're doing all right. So uh, I'll, I'll I'll say it, so you don't have to, Dom. But. Uh, yeah. This this was uh this was a knockout to you. you. Did a great job today and really enjoyed talking with you uh both about Pro Ball and kinda like what that uh showcase process was like and uh, really appreciate it and uh, thanks for all your time today.
1: I definitely will, I definitely will, and thank you for having me. I really do appreciate it. And
0: that was a lot of fun, good stuff, and uh we'll be back on the Baseball America podcast uh right after this.